Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Slightly Something Else. We were just talking about Crispin Glover and how he his character from Friday the 13th Part 4 should have been in uh, The Quarry. <laughs> but never mind that. Never mind old games that everyone's already played and no one cares about anymore. Marty Sleever's here, by the way. Did I mention that? Uh, hello, everybody. You know who else Crispin Glover would be good? He'd be a good person to be at your hub world in a From Software game. He seems like he's the exact kind of weirdo who would be hanging around the Nexus or the Firelink Shrine. Right. And it ends every sentence yeah. with a weird out-of-place laughter. Like <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, this week we're talking about not E3... Just uh, all the game announcements that have happened in this usual E3 sort of time of year. Uh, yeah, it's been um, it's it's been a, a very exciting non E3. Um, we had uh, you know we we talked last week about the uh, you know Resident Evil Four remake, which came from that Sony conference uh, or Sony little showcase thing. But since then, we got the Summer Game Fest kickoff, which was the um, you know Jeff Keighley sort of his his big. Game Awards showcase. Uh, we got a Microsoft and Bethesda one. We got oodles of mini indie showcases, uh, including the Devolver one, which was hosted by Mecha Suda51. So it was Suda51 um, who, who's been transported into a mech, like a well, that, that sounds like Devolver Digital. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Does that mean um, Devolver Digital are publishing a Suda51 game? There were zero Suda51 games. No. Well, already I, I legitimately thought there would be, but. Um, yeah well, why did you even bring him out then uh he was very funny like he was very um and he was just it was entirely you know uh japanese with subtitles and he was uh he was great he was very uh very game to spoof and goof which i appreciated i've had that impression i interviewed him in person yeah. once remember yeah yeah i know you're a, you're a big fan of his you've been a big fan for a long time yes that was a fun interview mm -hmm. interview with yu suzuki was kind of a massive like train wreck but uh yeah. Well, interview so was with Suda51 was fun. Yeah. That's probably why we never um, published that interview with Yu Suzuki thinking about it. Anyway. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, so yeah, whenever, then, we have, whenever we have a big slew of announcements, we have a, there's a thing that we, we do now where mm -hmm. I deliberately avoid looking into any of it so that you can reveal everything to me after the fact and I can exactly. talk shit about it all. And you exactly. Get, you can get fresh uh, reactions. Right I think off the plate. I, I want to be able to, um, I, I, I want by the end of this for you to be looking forward to one thing. I don't know what that one thing is, but hopefully well, we find that's, one. Uh, that's a goal, certainly. That is a goal, yeah. And it is with the caveat that there's still a handful of like mini showcases left. Uh, Capcom has another thing later today. There's an Assassin's Creed celebration, a Final Fantasy VII thing, um, probably Nintendo Direct in a couple weeks. So, um, But with that out of the way, I would say that the biggest game uh, of uh, the last couple of weeks was revealed at Microsoft Bethesda, and that was finally seeing Starfield in action. Yes. Um, 
Yes, I yeah. deliberately yeah. avoided looking up stuff, but obviously I heard about this just from general mm-hmm. osmosis. Finally, yeah. we have something other than a logo to go off. We do, we do, yeah. They actually showed a, a nice chunk of like of 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 raw gameplay uh, that was very shaky. It was running at probably sub thirty frames per second, and um, you know, uh, even for a Bethesda game, I'm I'm hoping they can clear that up by uh, sometime in the next year when it launches. Well, um, I look they forward did to hearing everything it getting delayed several times again <laughs> they did say uh they did say at the uh, microsoft conference that every game they showed was set to launch within the next year which i thought was nice i mean obviously some things are going to get delayed but it was a very uh it was a far cry from the microsoft who showed off starfield for the first time in 2018 and they showed off fable and perfect dark a couple years ago and those games are nowhere to be seen so i think they very much wanted to be like these are games we're going to be playing in theory within the next year I'm sorry. I just I just realized Starfield rhymes with Garfield. Now I can't get that out of my head. Oh my Starf- god! You- Starfield and friends. Uh, I'm That's hoping it doesn't release thought. on a Monday. Starfield does not like Mondays. Well, I guess we can look forward to every single gaming webcomic making that joke. That's that's true. That is true. So, what do we know um, about Starfield? What sort of gameplay did we see? Is it first person? Uh- it is. Uh, you can toggle first person, third person. Um, the character models. Uh, your character is massively customizable. The character models look like a far step up from anything we've seen in um, Bethesda games. That being said, there is still the when you talk to a character, they're just it's it goes first person. They're staring right at you, and while the model looks nice, they still have those dead eyes. Yeah, I hate that Bioware um, face. Yeah, so that's uh, that's still there. And uh, the demo started off with you uh, getting off your ship on a, on a, some sort of a moon, not our moon, but a moon. Uh, there was some jetpacking, some resource gathering. Um, there was mm-hmm. there was sort of watching animals like like aliens uh, sort of go by without instigating combat. You had a robot buddy you were talking to, and I was like, "Ooh, this looks like a nice little space hang." And then you infiltrate a base with space pirates, and it just turned into a shooter. Um, I haven't seen any of this, but already it sounds completely scripted. That sounds mm-hmm. like a completely scripted gameplay trailer, which is as good as not doing anything. Uh, the, the the demo didn't seem scripted to me because the stuff I'm describing wasn't all that exciting, um, if I'm being honest. It was... Uh, well, it is a Bethesda game. Yeah. <laughs> um, the shooting looks better than, uh, again, a Bethesda game has before. Still doesn't look as good as a shooter. Um, you know, the guns didn't feel like they had weight to them. Enemies didn't right, really react right. to your shots. So uh, the words, so the words I picked up on there was resource gathering. Uh, assuming uh, by extension, there's going to be crafting. Uh, yes, they said there's going to be crafting in both. Like uh, your resources go towards research, which I, I maybe that's sort of like research in like a like a four like. You know, a four X game or, or strategy game, crafting and then also, and also just crafting, yeah. crafting and collectibles, presumably. And when uh, were, I, and when they were assaulting this base, was there the implication you could either go head on or take a stealthy route? I think so. They didn't show the stealthy route, but it seemed like um, you know they went in later to how you could customize your characters and the abilities and the perks in the background, and it seemed like there should be something there to, 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 you know, you can kick the tires on and kind of do things in different okay, ways. Okay, um, so what have we got that isn't in every bloody AAA game? Let's, yeah. how about we do that? 
I'm seeing people <laughs> mentioning shipbuilding in the chat. Uh, the shipbuilding, the shipbuilding looked uh, pretty impressive, like like really customizable, and and uh, that uh, translates not only to how your ship looks, but also how your ship flies. You're able to fly around space. There was very bad looking dogfighting. The dogfighting <laughs> looked very bad. Um, the thing that made me roll my eyes was when they said a thousand planets, and then they showed a bunch of the different planets. And they said, thousand planets, you can land anywhere you want on the planet and fully explore them. And I'm like, these are going to be boring. They so. sure will be, because that's yep. just the No Man's Sky boat, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And most of those are just going to be algorithmically generated, and most of them are going to feel very, very samey. Agreed. Uh, that being said, when they did, they did do a quick montage at the end of the different looking planets, and it did sort of, some of them had like a No Man's Sky vibe where it felt like a planet that was actually different than one in our solar system. And also, people on Reddit have been going frame by frame, and they think they've spotted that you can actually go to our solar system in the game. So I'm mostly curious about what the hell Earth looks like in this game, if you can actually land on it. Because this game play takes place in the 24th century, so... Oh, well, if you go to Earth, it makes it all worth it. Excuse me while I mop up all my spunk. Yeah, okay. I'm going to Earth. Yeah. So it's Star Control 2, then. You could go to Earth in that as well. What did Earth look like there? Like, like, was it, like, destroyed Earth? Or, oh, okay. No, it was... Because I'm not sure in this fiction if, like... Earth became uninhabitable, and that's why we left. Or so I when you I, say customizable ships, is it mm -hmm. like just you can swap out the engine and swap out the middle bit and swap out the cockpit? Like it's um, all based on the basic skeleton, or can you do something really insane, like in Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, where you got like just like twelve yeah. engines and uh, a little chair in the middle of them? Surprisingly, it kind of looked more like that. Like it didn't look like it was just choose a front, middle, and back of a ship. It seemed like what they were showing was was you know quite a bit different. Um, and so again, until we um, until we're able okay. to see more, get okay. our hands on, okay. we don't know. Obviously, well, I won't but... be satisfied until I can see you can make a ship that completely fucks everything up. It's a ship that just flies like a massive cow with thrusters and sails instantly into a mountain. Until um, I can ruin space, I'm not going to be satisfied. Until I can make the worst ship in the universe. I believe in you. Don't, don't let anyone tell you you can't do that. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's the big game. Got delayed out of November this year. It uh, doesn't have a release date, but like I said, they said everything's in theory before a year from now. Um, do you that being said, I wouldn't be surprised... No, I do not believe them. Uh, well, I believe maybe they want that to happen. Um, I can imagine Starfield being next fall's big game. Well, I want prawn cocktail flavor skips to come out of my fingernails at will, but that's not that would, happening either. I'm going to be honest, that would be pretty incredible if you were able to do that. That would be something Todd Howard should come out and give a presentation on if you were able to do that. All right. Uh, I think I killed all the optimism on that. What's okay, next? next game. Uh, people were very happy because we had the long-awaited re-reveal of Hollow Knight Silk Song. Um, oh, what, what, yeah, what's uh, your temperature on Hollow Knight? You're not a big Hollow Knight guy, right? It's okay. It's all right. Well, I never, I never, I never yeah, finished it. Okay. You know. Yeah. I'm not mad um, for it. It's, it's one of many 2D Dark Souls. You know, I was thinking of... Uh, I didn't really have the time to do it. It's the was... best one of many 2D Dark Souls games. All right, fine. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about making a little... Um, uh, bingo card for this podcast, but I didn't mm. really have the time. But one of the entries was going to be 2D Souls-like, so we're just going to cross that one off. Oh, uh, you can cross that out many times. There were a lot. I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> you could just you can just tear a hole in the paper right there. There was going to be 2D Souls-like, Jiminy Cockthroat, uh, Celebrity mm -hmm. Appearance Out of Nowhere. Mm -hmm. yep. and, that was a um, rock. 
Oh, The Rock was there. Uh, yeah, it was weird. He was shirtless, and it was, he was in his gym, and he was hocking his energy drink. Let's and then see he showed us. a trailer for his movie, and then... Uh, I was going to say reboot, stroke remaster, re-release We're on gonna something get there. Steam yes. that... Re-release on something that Steam that should have been on Steam ages ago. We're going to get there. And yeah. uh, indie game about sad children. Oh, my God. I don't... I, you won bingo several times right there. <laughs> you, All right, you, won, you just won bingo incredibly. All right, what else we got? Uh, so yeah, Silk Song didn't have a release date, uh, but again, in the next 12 months, and it will be part of Game Pass. Uh, something I think you are going to be interested in is a game called Pentiment, and it is uh, a game from Obsidian and Josh Sawyer, who was the uh, lead on Fallout New Vegas, uh, but it is a small game. It is a small team working on it, and it's a okay. uh, 16th century murder mystery set in Bavaria, and the game is inspired by Disco Elysium, so it's an RPG oh, murder mystery where you play this uh, journeyman who's traveled to the city and a friend of his is accused of a murder and no one in town gives a shit about actually, actually like uh, investigating. And so they're just uh, sentencing him to an execution and it's your job to figure out if he actually did it or if not, who did it. Um, and the game is very sort of small, but open-ended in terms of you being able to, um, okay. uh, you know, figure out and accuse someone of the mystery. Is there, is there going to be a time loop element? For some reason, uh, I don't. I don't like, believe so. This does sound time loopy. It just sounds like it could have one. Yeah, it does sound like it. But um, well, it, I am a, from I'm what they more, showed, I am a lot more excited about you know small scale games that focus on doing one thing really well uh -huh. than massive Jiminy Cockthrow bollocks these days. Yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, I, of, did I mention I'm doing a review of Neon White at the moment? Uh, you didn't. Um, I'm not sure how much you can say about it. I've also been playing it. Oh. I guess there was a demo a year ago that featured the entire first chapter. Okay. Well, it is a game that, this is a, it's a small game that focuses on doing one thing really well, and I happen it to does. like it quite a bit. I which will save like the rest for the review. Yes. Um, I also like it. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're happy with it. Um, the game is also interesting visually because, um, it is not a first person or, or sort of isometric game. It is this, um... The art style looks like a, a mix of like wood carvings and manuscripts in motion, okay. uh, and so it's it's hard to imagine. But when you see it, it 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 really pops off the page or off the screen, I guess in this um, in this instance. But um, I was just excited that um, you know Xbox and Obsidian allowed, in theory, a marquee game director at one of their studios to take a small team and work on a game like this while the rest of the team is working on like the other the outer worlds too and um avowed um i thought that was pretty cool and i would like to see more big studios do that well let's hope they're finally internalizing the things we've been yelling at them for years and years and years yeah we've been doing a lot of yelling um yeah. and so that's that's one i'm looking forward to um and that uh has uh that's coming out this fall so there you go that's a that's a game you'll be able to play in the next couple months all right then uh the other big microsoft game was one they showed off in uh like CG trailer form last year, but we saw, uh, saw a lot of gameplay from this year, and that's Redfall, the newest game from uh, Arcane Austin slash Harvey Smith, the you know keep, thief and Deus Ex guy. I keep thinking I must have played that, but it's just probably just because it has an incredibly generic name. Has a very you, there was Greedfall. Yeah, any word that ends with fall, really. Titanfall. Yeah. Greedfall. Redfall. That's that was I like called, that's why I called my zero punctuation game Hatfall. It was a joke. <laughs> there was, uh, if you remember back in like, I think 2016, there was, uh, or maybe 2014, 15, there was a couple of months span where uh, Bloodborne, Battleborn, and Battlecry 
all oh, released. Yeah. And I'm like, we can't do that. We need new names, everybody. Um, but yeah, this is uh, the Dishonored and the Prey team. Prey, which you uh, just did a EP on recently, um, and yeah. it is uh, set very, in a very small... wonderfully made, but kind of with the soul of a piece of cardboard. I think was the uh, yeah conclusion <laughs> no, there. That was the ultimate conclusion. Yeah, uh, this one's set in a small island town off the coast of Massachusetts that's been inundated with vampires and has been locked off from the rest of the country. Uh, and it is a game you can play it uh, fully single player. Or you can play it up to four players co-op. Um, oh, and, and it is a, a a vampire a vampire hunting game. Immediate strike against you can play a single player and multiplayer. No, you can't. Mm. Nothing can be optimized for both. I keep saying. Do you think there's ever been a good game that can scale one to one to multiplayer, one to four? No, it's they're completely different. You're offering completely different experiences mm -hmm. to two completely different audiences. The people who want single player storytelling do not want the same things that people who want multiplayer hangout time want. I oh, I like the idea of multiplayer hangout time. That sounds nice. Um, yeah, that's it is, my. It is nice, but you can't really do a narrative experience with it. Is my point. Uh, I agree. That is my one. My one thing I'm worried about because I don't want to play this in multiplayer because I don't want multiplayer hangout time. I just want to play games by myself. Um, so I'm a little worried. I liked how the game looked. I liked the idea of vampires. Like I'm a, I, I read Salem's Lot as a kid, and that was like a really like defining book for me. And so this this had a lot of vibes of that. I thought the characters that you play as looked really unique and i liked their different abilities um i thought the it had some banter i know you guys don't like banter i personally like vamp vampire banter um but the, the multiplayer thing does worry me a bit vampire banter specifically no less that va vampter blah that blah i want that, to suck work. your blood <laughs> I, I wish all the vampires just sounded like that if i'm being honest i think that would be nice does that one um, dude who talks like the count from sesame street and all the other vampires take the piss out of him that or is... if it was just all vampires we've seen before in things like you had um the count from sesame street from... yeah uh lestat from the anne rice books yeah yeah you had uh, uh gary oldman's dracula with the, gary... the the hair that looks like a butt and uh cassidy from the preacher tv series sounds incredible man i never watched the tv series but those graphic novels are very good i think the tv series was better i think in retrospect oh I wow think the comics were very juvenile I read them, uh, I think, in high school, so that would check out, yeah? Yeah, checks out. Um, okay, we're in our new block of uh, Slightly Something Else, which is called uh, Remakes and Franchise Revivals, because I know how much you love those. Uh, oh boy, well, the, let me just bring up the thing I did hear about, Persona 3, 4, and 5 coming to Steam. Yes, uh, coming to, uh, yeah, Xbox Game Pass and PC, and people were worried that that meant Windows, uh, but then they announced this morning uh, coming to Steam and PS5 as well. Well, 4's already on Steam. Uh, 4 is already on Steam, yeah. And Persona 5 is already on PS5. But yes, um, I'm I'm excited about that. And it's Persona 3 Portable, which is the PSP version. Yeah, uh, There's three different versions of Persona 3. And yeah, in my mind, it's the best version, unless you're going to make a new version that combines I, things. I hadn't planned to play Persona 3, because everyone says like it's basically just the formula that was refined in Persona 4 and refined even more in Persona 5. It it is, and it's also it's much more somber and less good time hangs. And I know yeah. you enjoy the good time hangs. And, I'm a fan um, of the good time hangs. It's yeah, true. there's a lot there's a lot fewer good time hangs. So I'm um, I'm a fan of the big the uh, big old energy of four and five. Uh, yes, it lack it lacks a lot of that energy. Um, it has a lot more uh, uh, sad boy energy though. Um, I'm not like good. The sad the sad boy energy is done well, but yeah. Well, I'm not into the sad boy energy. No. 
quite. There you go. Well, then, uh, at least Persona 5 Royal's coming to, coming to PC, so that'll be nice for people. Just hope I already people... finished it on PlayStation. I'm not too We're talking about the others, all the weirdos without PlayStations out okay, there. Okay, fine. Um, okay, continuing the remake train. Um, you thought uh, Resident Evil 4 didn't read, need a remake. Well, what about The Last of Us? Do you think that needs another remake? That, we're getting if it. anything, that needs a remake even less than <laughs> Resident Evil 4. Yep. Not only did it come out in 2013, but we got a PS4 version of it in 2014, so that felt very optimized. Okay, when but, they say um, remake, is it just like the, the exact same skeleton of the game, but with all the graphics improved? Which is, which um, is what, in, by my definitions, a remaster rather than a remake. Correct, yeah. Well, no, I mean... Correct, as in, yes, that's what we talked about last week. Uh, so, no with an asterisk. This feels like an actual remake, but what they have shown us wasn't the remake stuff. They only showed us the cutscenes, which didn't look that much better because the cutscenes were pre-rendered. That said, they have said the gameplay, like the actual gameplay, is going to bring all of the gameplay enhancements from uh, Last of Us Part Two, which were actually substantial. If you have them game like side by side, like you have a lot more verbs as Ellie and Abby in that game in encounters than you did as Joel in well, Last of Us Part One. I, I really don't remember much about the gameplay of the Last of Us One, to be honest. I just remember it was arena shootout after arena shootout and there was a lot of crafting involved. Yes. Um that that was pretty much what the Last of Us Part One was, yeah. Mm -hmm. But they said there's going to be uh tweaks to level design, tweaks to certain things like the constant puzzles of you trying to like Ellie doesn't know how to swim, so you need to you know, find a, a, a crate for her to stand on in the water, or, oh, we need to find a way to drop a ladder. They said they've, they're tweaking all that, and that the visuals are going to be a massive, you know, upgrade. But they didn't show any of the gameplay stuff, which to me, and this game's coming out at the beginning of September. Like, it is soon. And so it was weird to me that they only oh, no. showed the, the cutscenes, which just looked, you know... I don't know, if, it well, looked exactly how I remember the game. If they do all they're talking about, it seems a bit needlessly fussy. So it yeah. feels like, you know, George Lucas re-releasing the original Star Wars uh, movies every few years with another bit of fussiness added. Yeah, and the reason they're doing this is, um, I think we've talked about before, is that Last of Us HBO show is coming out and this feels very much like they want to have a yeah. fresh new to align with that. I'm just, um, I'm just going to assume they're just going to remaster it and everything else was just smoke blown out of a bum. I mean, if, even if you just yeah, like... I mean, that would make, just be a... Oh, go ahead. I mean, you could do anything to those, like, to the gameplay bits and call it tweaking it. You could, like, move one box across the room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be, um, you know, the vertical will be out on that until we actually get to see it or play it. Um, okay, remaster. Are, uh, fucking liars, do not. Uh, you can't. We said the verdict's still out. You can't. You can't call it guilty. Verdict's still. Well, out. that's fine. That's true. It is just going to be a remastered <laughs> edition, though. <laughs> okay. And, and uh, I'm putting that on the record. Okay. Uh, it has been noted by our stenographer. Um, they also uh, showed one piece of concept art of the uh, Last of Us multiplayer game. That's in, in theory is coming out next year. Well, uh, the, piece of, the piece of concept art showed uh, two characters hiding on a balcony. Uh, in in uh, what looked like Russian Hill in San Francisco, overlooking the city, um, you can see the Golden Gate Bridge in the background. Um, well, so point it seems one, like the trying, game takes place there. Point one, trying to get people excited with one measly fucking piece of concept art. <laughs> point two, Agreed. Last of Us multiplayer game. Factions was good. I like factions. I know Whatever. you just made a fart noise. I just heard the I heard the fart noise, but I like factions. Well, whatever. Move on. 
uh, moving on. Uh, they finally showed off a bunch of the System Shock remake that uh, Warren Spector is helping with. Yeah, there's been like 12 of those people have been talking about they've been making. Yeah, this one actually showed off a, a big chunk of gameplay and, and well, this uh, is something currently that... a demo available, so after this I'm going to check it out. Well, this is something that could genuinely benefit from a remake, because the original version was rough as hell. It's the reason Agreed. There's a reason System Shock 2 was the one that actually put the franchise on the map. Yeah. Um... This trailer looked good. Like the the Shodan voice seemed very menacing. Uh, the the you know the gameplay looked modernish. Um, Warren Spector helping seems like a good uh, good sign. It was funny because they had a little interview with him too, and uh, something was blurred out in the background, and I couldn't mm -hmm. tell what it was. And then chat was like, "Oh, that's Mickey Mouse," because Warren Spector is a big <laughs> Mickey Mouse fan, made Epic Mickey, and they blurred it out because they were probably afraid of uh, right. of of Disney uh, coming at them. Being so, uh, so being... he's just helping. You said. They weren't very clear. They said they've brought on Warren Spector. He doesn't sound like he's the creative director. Um, yeah, if he was it, the creative director, they'd have said. They'd have said that. It sounds like he's, um, well, he's definitely giving interviews for the game. So that's yeah. <laughs> that's he's, one way to help out. He's with consulting. He's consulting. Which, which again, go. could mean yeah. anything. Like they call him once a anything. week and ask him what his favorite animes are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think his align with yours? Did, did he watch your EP and was he like, yes, yes? Hey, that's Very not good. out for general release yet, remember? Oh, we can't talk to... Oh, I'm sorry. Well, what's what's chat waiting for? Get those early access memberships, chat. Yeah. Um, Not a remake, but a sequel. And chat apparently said you were a fan of the original, so I don't know if chat's lying. Uh, flashback 2. <laughs> Are you a fan of Flashback? <sighs> okay. First of all, Flashback, very good seminal game. Mm -hmm. uh, from the Amiga era. Mm -hmm. Second thing of all, there's already a flashback too. It's called Fade to Black. It came out on PlayStation. I did Third of that. all, they remade Flashback for Xbox Live Arcade, and it was okay. a pile of dog shit. Oh, okay. So, so I have very little faith in any of this. Okay, okay. This was... I have no love for the original flashback, so I wasn't even going to put this on the list, but then two people in chat mentioned you liking the original one, so that's why I, I, did, a let, I did a Let's Play of it once, way Ooh, back in the day. look at that. I did a screenshotted um, Let's Play of it for the Something Awful Let's Play forum. Wow. Those are those are a lot of words that very much dated what you did. Yeah, that should, <laughs> that should give a hint as to how long ago that was. Um... Keeping on uh, with, with the remake train, um, not quite a remake, but a spiritual uh, sequel, I guess. Uh, they showed off a lot of gameplay from the Callisto Protocol. That is the um, game by uh, 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 the new studio that that has a bunch of the founders and members of Visceral who worked on Dead Space. Mm. So this is the game that is very much, it's Dead Space without the name Dead Space. Um, okay. And it so looks it's, yeah, it's very the, uh, much like a nice looking Dead Space. It's the... Um... Come and buy our new IP, wink. Uh, Dead Space remake it's, in the along yes. the lines of Bloodstained Ritual of the Night and Might's Number Nine and all of those. Back for Blood, Ukulele, yeah, yeah. All of um, yeah. Um, but it's funny because it's coming remake. out. In theory, it's coming out one month before the official Dead Space remake. Ooh, Battle um, of which the Sci-Fi Horror Todgers, big yeah. Sci-Fi Horror Todger sword fight to be happening this year, everyone. <laughs> And then uh, one month after that is Resident Evil 4 Remix, so the uh, the grandfather of them is also coming out. It's just Dead a very Space... strange... Uh... Dead Space Remake, pet, pet, pet. Resident Evil 4 Remake, <laughs> pet, pet, pet. Yeah. 
Callisto no Protocol, new new IP might be might be worth looking at. Okay, okay, there you go. So so mild mild curiosity. That's do good. we know anything about theming plots etc. Uh, no, it seemed like you played a, a prisoner, and so it was a space penal colony, and you have to survive that as opposed to being, a, what, you were like a space miner or engineer in Dead Space? Yeah. 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 Uh, looked very gross, looked very wet, looked very slippery. Um, it seems like it played exactly like Dead Space. Yeah, nothing's really setting my world alight from the way you're describing it. Okay, we're going to press right on through. Oh, no. The original Unreal, where you were on a prison ship and it crashed on a planet. I do. Yeah. And everything was all colorful and nice. It's That's a game whose single-player, you know, installments, I feel like, have gotten lost to time. I mean, I guess yeah. the entire game has gotten lost to time. People just think of it as, as an engine now. But, like, Pretty I played much. a lot of Unreal Tournament. Yeah. The original Unreal was, uh, like, uh, uh, quite a step forward for first-person shooters. It was... It was sort of set the uh, the mood that Halo would, you know, codify later on. Not so much the you know the tight corridor exploration and more big, vibrant environments and exotic locales. Yeah, yeah, and really showing off what uh, like what a new engine and new hardware could actually do. Oh, I just um, remembered what another square on my bingo card was going to be. What was retro, that? Retro retro style FPS. Uh, yes. Oh, this one was interesting though. There is a game that they showed off called. Agent 64, Spies Never Die. Uh-huh. And, and I'm so thinking it's, it's a GoldenEye remake yes. from, the way, from the title. Yeah, and so it's not it's not GoldenEye, but it is, it, you know, how all those games inspired by Doom, this is very much inspired by GoldenEye and Perfect Dark. Um, so I thought that was um, interesting. Probably not good, but interesting. Okay. Um, okay, keep pressing on. Uh, they showed more of Marvel's Midnight Suns. That's the game that the yeah, uh, I heard Jake about Solomon that because you can't fuck, you can't fucking get away from the ads for that on no, mobile you and YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like Marvel characters, but they've all been given like a D and D stroke World of Warcraft style demonic makeover. Yeah, all the villains are like like it's like scary Venom, scary Hulk. Yeah, Gary Sabretooth. Um, well, by that you mean with horns. Uh, yeah, that's all that makes them scary. Yeah, so like rhinos, scary. Yeah. So it's a sort of um, occult Marvel. Yeah, it's Marvel's Avengers, but occult is what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, that's what. And like the Midnight Suns were a team created in the '90s, and they were very. It was like Blade and Ghost Rider, so it was more of the like we got to fight vampires and monsters, not just like right, rich dudes right. who make robots. But it's multiplayer um, focused at Marvel, so it's going to be like Marvel's Avengers. No. It is not multiplayer focused at all. Oh, it is well, why is, is there multi why has it got multiple characters then? Uh, because it is a uh, it's like XCOM, so you create a squad, so oh. you have a squad of all those characters. Well, um, that being likely. said, well, that's marginally more interesting. Yes, and there's one more element that I think you might be interested in, or you might want to vomit. Um, and so the the battles seem like there's like a card based element to it, but it's mostly like don't think of it like hardcore sweaty deck building games. It's mostly just. The cards are the attacks you can use in a round, so I don't right. even like card stuff, and the card stuff looked fine to me. Um, half of the game is a social uh, hangout sim in your hideout where you uh, have you could build uh, closer relationships with uh, people like Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel and Spider-Man, and it seems like you can date them. You know what's slightly painful about all this is that you literally can't do this without putting the established Marvel IP on it. No. I mean, it seems like something like this could very easily have not had the Marvel IP on it. 
Could have just been, you know, a, you know, a hero shooter stroke XCOM style thing with a whole bunch of extravagant new characters. But then someone yeah. seems to have had to like gotten a doctrine from on high saying put the freaking Marvel IP on it so everyone yeah, but- will buy it, even though it's completely against the usual tone of the Marvel universe. But I don't want. I want to date Doctor Strange. I don't want to date fucking Professor Spooky. I want to date Doctor Strange. You haven't met Professor Spooky. He might have I a might lot want of depth. To date yeah, that's that is true. <laughs> Doctor Strange doesn't actually have a lot of depth, give, so I might like Professor Spooky more. Give Professor Spooky a chance. Oh, see, you are optimistic. Maybe he really um, likes anime too. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, last couple things before we get to super chat. Um, the funniest thing was just uh, Hideo Kojima saying he's making a game with Xbox using cloud technology. Didn't say what the game is. That's didn't it. show the game. Just Hideo okay. Kojima. Thanks for checking um, in, Grandpa. Next, the, uh, please. <laughs> the, uh, the leaks said that it's supposedly a horror game named Overdose. So, whatever. Um, you know, they also he, showed off... Everyone's oh, saying, like, oh, Hideo Kojima will probably make a really good horror game because of uh, that... Those, PT? Like, those videos he made of a Silent Hill game, but you know. those videos, you monster! <laughs> well, that was all they were. Yeah. And, and you hey, know, you you moved. Uh, you had to turn corners. Horror in an interactive setting is a completely different kettle of fish. Ninety degree turns. Although, um, I think the opening, the prologue chapter of Metal Gear Solid Five that's set in a hospital, I think that was pretty, pretty effective spooky. horror, although it was very on rails. I agree. I agree. Um, last two things. Uh, they shut off a incredibly impressive looking mod for Half-Life Alex. This is not an official mod. This is going to be on Steam Workshop. Oh, for I free. saw a Maybe logo for that. Levitation, right? Levitation, yeah. And they showed off like an extended 10-minute demo. And honestly, if you would have told me that was an official expansion i would have believed you because uh, i was just incredibly impressed by how deep that mod was and it has voice acting and the characters and everything and like having not played half-life in a while it sounded they sounded like the characters um i don't it just it was incredibly impressive i was i was yeah i was impressed hmm but yeah. how asked can i be to dig out my valve index again yeah that's the thing it's not till q3 so you you have uh you have a couple months Dig it out, but you probably still won't be ours then. Um, And then there was a there was a big list of indie games that were interesting, but there's no they're all just like names and like I don't know. I'm not going to go through all of them. But uh, let me me guess. Let me guess. Two D Souls likes isometric hack and slashes. Arty games about sad children. Um. Yes, but there was uh, Stray where you play as a cat. Oh, Arty games about sad animals. Okay, that works. Uh, a game called State Skate Story, where you play as uh, you, you've you've died and you've gone to sort of hell, and you are made of glass, but you are skateboarding through the place, and it just looks like like the Lower East Side at night, and it looked very nice. Um, okay. And then uh, a game called The Plucky Squire, which uh, it is the first game by the guy who was formerly uh, one of the art directors on Pokemon. Uh, but it is a game, and it started out, and it looked like one of those games where it was showing like a storybook, and you were a character moving in the storybook, and so it looked like, you know, a lot of games you've seen of that ilk. Uh, but then the character escapes the book and is in this fully rendered 3D bedroom, but then any surface with art, that character is then able to go into that surface, and the game shows it as like a new gameplay type. So it's like a 
almost like a Rezogun-esque shooter if you jump into a cup because you were going around the art around the cup. Uh, Or like it turned into like a little RPG when you jumped into a painting and it looked like that painting. Um, Again, hard to describe with words. Uh, Really impressive trailer. I'm sure it will be a very strong addition to all the development team's uh, college portfolios. He's been working on Pokemon for 10 years. (laughs) He's not in college anymore. It's not just him, is it? Uh, No, there's probably other people. Um, Yes. Okay, YouTube's being very unhelpful right now because I'm like, I've gone to the YouTube studio monetization page and Mm -hmm. there's just a picture of a dog with a power cable in its mouth and the text underneath saying, oops, something went wrong. Oh, that sounds nice. Did you get signed out on accident? No, I'm fully signed in. I can go to every other page in YouTube studio. Here I am looking at the channel dashboard and the channel content. Although this isn't loading either. Oh, Nick said it looks like monetization is down for me too, Yahtzee. Um, so, uh, my chat only goes back so far. Yeah. Uh, do you want to deal with these? And we'll have Nick continue to yeah, refresh you, it and he Nick, can let us keep, know. Yeah, Nick, keep refreshing. And um, we'll just go by what we've got for now yeah um, okay i don't know how far as your yours goes back my my first one is michael ellers for five dollars well my first one is zero five two five welcome to early access oh congrats zero five two five and then the next one i've got if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all a team is only as good as its weakest link So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Oh, blimey. Yeah, Michael Eller. Okay. Who gives five dollars and say Blooper Team is making a Layers of Fear remake? Perhaps they aren't involved in Silent Hill. Um, oh, that's another thing you scarcely need to remake. I mean, well, no, it's not a remake; it's a sequel. It's called Layers of Fears. It's a sequel, so it's really? definitely there's not already a, a sequel. There's Layers of Fear too. Yeah, this is called Layers of Fears, which I think is a truly terrible name. Are they like, I think having the piss out of Silent pearls. Hills or something? Um, <laughs> Silence Hills. Um. Yeah, uh, sadly, Michael, um, I know for a fact they have multiple teams, so uh, that does not uh, mean they're not working on a Silent Hill 2 remake. Okay, sorry, I'm just checking some things. Just trying to get this, see if YouTube needs me to agree to a terms of service or something. Uh, Yeah, Nick is saying, uh, we'll read the ones out that we didn't get to on next SSE if we can't get into the dashboard. Um, otherwise, if you, I mean, can we do, is there like an honor system? If you left, if you left one, type it in chat in all caps, and we'll read it. But it has well, to be an honor system. I don't know if people are liars. Well, you've opened the floodgates now. I did. I did. I shouldn't have said that. That was an idea that should have been cut to my head. I apologize for that. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, Om Rao. Gives one ninety nine dollars. Says Marty, I don't like your shirt. V too deep. 
JK. Um, well, Rao. next week I'm just I'm just not going to wear an undershirt, and there's just going to be chests. So I'm Rao. You you've truly opened floodgates. So there I'm, you go. I'm Rao paid actual money to say that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, scavenger gives two dollars to say no time flies or plucky squire shame marty i did uh, plucky squire was the last game i talked about and um, time flies also looked like a very nice game it, that's the thing is it, indies are hard to like time so time flies is a game where you it looks like a a warioware mini game but you play as a fly in a family home and when, at the start of the game you tell it what country you want it to be in because it's, it, it uses the life expectancy of that country and gives you that many seconds to exist as a fly in that house. So if the life expectancy is 75, you have 75 seconds to exist in that house. That's so And futz around and do little things. Yeah, it was uh, it was shown during like Day of the Devs. It was a, a cute little indie game. Sounds like an art project. Uh, it definitely says uh, sounds like an art project. So just don't type in Ethiopia or something. No. Oh, that would be sad. Uh, Maybe that's and, how you speedrun. Yeah. Andrew Hickenbottom gives two pounds. Says <clears throat> skate story and the plucky squire looked fantastic. Yeah, he brought those up. Yeah, I both of those, both of those love both of them. Yeah. But in space though gives five dollars and says thoughts on Netflix's mobile games push. During SGF, they had a live stream about the new games. One game shown is an exclusive by the Downwell devs. Yeah, I I had these. I had their stuff written down. Let me let me pull that up quick. So actually. Took no. notes on um so yeah netflix is getting into gaming like they've had games for a while that have been like solitaire and brick breaker and stuff like that but um last year they purchased uh night school games who did oxen free mm -hmm. and so they have like an actual game studio there uh but they've announced that uh if you have netflix and uh the thing is uh you, you know these are all mobile games uh but you can download them you know, you don't have to like play them through Netflix. You download them on your phone as long as you're a Netflix subscriber. Uh, but they said stuff like Spirit Fair, Oxen Free, Kentucky Route Zero, uh, Before Your Eyes, which that makes sense on your phone. Man, they're just can... snapping up all the RT Indies, aren't they? They are. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kentucky a couple... Route Zero is one of the most tedious experiences I've ever had. One of my favorite games of the last ten years. Incredible. Well, that says a lot about it. <laughs> uh, they also were hyping up a, a Queen's Gambit game. Which is it's just chess. It's just chess um, that you play in in three D rendered environments from the well, show. Well, I guess Netflix need to find a way to make some bloody money somewhere. Yeah, they're losing. They're they're bleeding subscribers. Just, yeah, they're just going to hell everywhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, did you did you ever play Downwell? I did. Yeah. So that guy uh, created a new game called Point P, P O I N P Y that is available and it's um it's it's much it's more colorful than downwell and it's about going upwards not downwards so sounds it's optimistic like a, downwell sounds like a load of old point p to me ah, hum, uh, hum. Uh, uh. uh mr black darkness 666 gives 2 euros and says great looking indies i agree there was it, there was a there was a bevy a bevy eh a bevy a cornucopia um yeah, and it seems like they're going to be sort of just coming out at consistent tick uh, in a similar way as uh, you mentioned uh, Neon White. That's that's coming out uh, just in a couple of days. You'll have your review on it next week. But uh, yeah, some some really, um, really cool looking stuff. So um, while a lot of big AAA stuff is being delayed, I'm excited that we have space for all sorts of neat stuff. 
Well, I got to play something to review every week. That is true. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it's good that we can play the indie games we wouldn't generally have time for because we've got to play all the bloody Jiminy Cockthroats. Exactly, exactly. Like, imagine if you would have missed something like Spirit Fair or Unpacking or, or Before or, Your Eyes, like something you really dug. Or Neon White, even. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, my, that's my favorite part of my job, you know? I find a game I didn't know anything about and I tried it and I thought, this is really good. I'm mm -hmm. glad I tried this. Oh, that's nice. Veromnus gives $5. Says, did you see the RTS Stormgate from Frost Giant? Thematically seems interesting with demons versus sci-fi humans and co-op campaign. I stopped reading at RTS, to be honest. I just uh, out for the rest yeah. of that. Uh, it is the first game by a studio called Frost Giant, who are a bunch of former uh, Blizzard folks. So it's people who worked on StarCraft and WarCraft. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a new RTS called Stormgate. And like they said, it is uh, demons for sci-fi humans with co-op campaign. It is 100% um, not my kind of game. And also, I'm assuming 100% not Yahtzee's kind of game. There you go. It look, I don't look uh, neat. Yeah. If you like RTS games, I'm imagining that's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm comfortable with my not liking RTS. Mm -hmm. This is something same. I've come to terms with about myself. Same, same, same. Ritter Banan gives five euros and says, Planet of Lana. Yes, uh, that was a game you might have talked about last uh, year. You're not big on Limbo and Inside, correct? Well, you know, I respect them for pioneering the move to the right, sad child indie game genre. <laughs> um, but, I, but I, you know, I was, I was pretty. Uh, well, Limbo was good, but I was down on Inside just because it felt like Limbo again. Uh, it did. It was like Limbo, but sadder somehow. Which yeah. I don't know how that happened. And a um, bit weirder. And a bit weirder, yeah, especially the big flesh ball. Yeah. Um, this um, feels like uh, uh, that, but uh, with the whimsy of an early Ghibli movie. Huh. Um, and so you, you, you are a, a young girl, and you befriend this little puffy alien creature, and you're going through a very colorful world as there's, like, alien invaders. Um, so um, it seems very... It just seems very nice like that. Well, it is this... very confusing, though, because this isn't... This isn't by the folks who made Limbo, but there are three Limbo games related to Limbo. Uh, there is like that team's actual next game. Uh, there's a team, a game called Somerville, which is like a scary looking alien invasion game by one of the leads of Limbo and Inside. And then there's um, uh, uh, another game called, uh, what was it called? Called Cocoon, that is by another one of the leads formed a different studio, and you play as like a weird alien bug doing puzzles. So lots of sad children games. Lots of sad children. You know, sad kids need their games too. Although I don't think those games are meant for sad kids. I don't think you should name anyone Lana, because every time I see that word, it's true me that it's the word anal spelled backwards. Oh my god. Anyway. Now I can't see that. You didn't need to give us that gift. Anyway. I can't help it. I'm a cunning linguist. Scavenger ah, uh, uh, uh. gives two dollars and says, "Marty, explain thirsty yes. suitors in thirty words or less." Um, okay. Uh, thirsty suitors is uh, an upcoming uh, indie game uh, from uh, Annapurna Games, and it uh, uh, is about an uh, Indian American girl who returns to her hometown, and the story is kind of like Scott Pilgrim, so it's her having to come to terms with all of her exes. Uh, but there's also skateboarding, and uh, it also uh, features uh, cooking and family relationships. Okay. I'm mildly interested from the way you it describe me. it. 
yeah, it looked it looked neat, had a lot of energy to it. Um, it's it, Annapurna is like again a publisher. They have a showcase uh, at the end of July. Um, you know, they at the very least their games are interesting. Uh, sometimes their games are amazing. You know, they're publishing Neon White. They did uh, the Artful Escape last year. Um, they also did Twelve Minutes, but well, yeah, they're just publishing a lot of uh, random indie stuff, and that's good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Didn't they do Haven a couple of years back? Uh, game? They, I do not. I don't think they published it. No, they published Kentucky Route Zero, your favorite game. Well, it wasn't my favorite game. I thought it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, but yeah. you know variety is the spice of life it's good yeah. that they could have some good ones and some shitty ones yeah like i appreciate the like the swings for the fences they take they also did solar ash last year that was the um oh yeah shadow that was the one the I was thinking of. Like... yeah mm -hmm. just one that's about roller skating in space uh, it was yeah. either oh. haven or solar ash yeah uh, another interesting game. Uh, did you like her story or um, telling lies? I never did you played play those actually. Oh, okay. Um, Sam Barlow, the uh, creator of those games, and his studio uh, Half Mermaid has a new game on the horizon. Uh, so he was also Sam Barlow was the guy. He was the creative director of uh, Silent Hill Shattered Memories. What was the What was the Wii one? This, the Wii one yeah, in the that cold. Was that was Shattered Memories, yeah. Shattered Memories, yeah. So he did that game beforehand, which had interesting ideas in it. Um, it was probably the most interesting of the Western-developed Silent Hills. Take I'd back agree. the very qualified statement it sounded like. <laughs> also agreed, yeah. Uh, Matt G gives 50 Swedish kroner and says, Really looking forward to Gloomwood, Thief meets Resident Evil Inventory Management. Mm. Sounds good, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it looks very, they're very much inspired by the original Thief, uh, sort of like a lo-fi uh, visual style, but looks spooky, um, which which sounded cool. Sounds good. Khalil Henoud gives 10 Canadian dollars, says thanks for years worth of content. You're welcome, Khalil Henoud. Hell yeah, thank you, Khalil. Richard Glenn gives five pounds, says, will you consider a success if everyone looks forward to nothing and any good games are seen as pleasant surprises? If so, I converted years ago. Yes, I think I would very much consider that job done, Richard Glenn. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, I don't know, indies are the place where you don't build up years and years of anticipation, because usually those games don't fall on your radar until they're very close to release, and you don't have time to be disappointed. Like, I like if you were to play Neon White and just not enjoy it, you would just move on with your life. Yeah, um, Whereas if we had to fucking talk about Starfield for five years, and then you play it and you don't enjoy it, then you feel like you have the need to, like... You know, the whole cyberpunk thing. Like, if cyberpunk was a game that just appeared and everyone played it and was disappointed by it, we wouldn't need to talk about it. We'd just be like, well, whatever, move on. Well, that's why it's important to stay pessimistic. There you go. I mean, you'd only, like, want to talk shit about Starfield if you spent those five years looking forward to it. Yes. But if you, but if you just end those five years going, yep, as expected, then you can all move on. I feel like in your, in, in your specific job, it is easier... To be pessimistic if you have to talk about gaming news every day like literally every day and talk and, and and if you're pessimistic you would probably kill yourself yeah probably yeah that was that wasn't the you that was the collective you i mean you know those people who work for like corporate youtube channels whose job is to seem like upbeat about everything they announce i yes, probably would yeah. kill myself if i was one of those people. yeah yeah they just immediately take heroin afterwards yeah. and just go into a go into a slumber yeah. for those people you hours. can tell from the sound of their voice they're just completely checked out like every, <laughs> everyone who makes videos for oh i don't know 
Watch Mojo. I like top ten lists. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> Iris Grim Rose gives five dollars. Says last case of Benedict Fox and Starfield looks super cool and Starfield. And Starfield. I think I get what um, I'm trying to say there, Iris Grim Rose. Yes. Uh, there's a game called The Last Case of Benedict Fox, which is oh. a, uh, a, a 2D. I think they said it was a Metroidvania, uh, but you play as a guy who goes to this um, sp uh, spooky house in like Salem or something. It's like an old spooky mansion in the 20s, and, and uh, you, you, it's haunted by ghosts, and you're going in parallel dimensions, but with a very cool um, cartoony spooky cartoony art style um it's funny how there's I this thought weird, the trailer was really neat it's funny how there's this weird thread of indie games that have like prolonged titles with a specifically named character in them so there's that there's what remains of edith, edith finch. finch uh the artful escape was originally named when i first played it the artful escape of francis fendetti yep there yep. was oh was that other one uh, ethan carter something, something uh, the vanishing of ethan carter the vanishing yeah. of ethan carter yeah yeah yeah, that is weird. Partially makes me think of Lovecraft short stories, and partly makes me think of uh, the con fabulous contraptionator of Professor Horatio Huffnagel from The Simpsons. Oh, I didn't. Jesus, I wasn't expecting that. I don't think I remember that episode. It was like a just a joke reference, to like a like a pet project someone was making. Gotcha. Yeah, because there was that movie like The Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Yeah, that as well. It's, yeah. That's a, that's a weird little trend there. It's a weird... Yeah, it's a thing. Not sure why. Like, if you name a character in the title, somehow it lends it uh, more gravitas. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nick also sent me, uh, it, back in the old days, when, when all the uh, uh, chats were eaten, John Connor gave five Canadian dollars to say, do you think E3 uh, being dead will reduce the mainstream nature of gaming, or is it just industry circle jerk and trailers that are the same thing but without the clout? Um, well, first off, E3 is not dead. E3 is coming back next year, they've announced. But we don't Ooh. know what that means. But also, the E3, to me, is just... The only thing that matters is it's just a, a, a week in June where a bunch of people show things off. Call it E3, call it something else. For 99.9% .9 of the people who are at home just watching these streams, it hasn't changed. It's just... Well, the same thing. You watch true, the Xbox but, game, um, you watch the Game Fest. I liked when it was a public event because uh, that added certain obligations. Like uh, the publishers and developers all had to like dance to the same tune. They were they all had to like present something that uh, a lot of and then show it in front of a lot of very cynical people. That is true, and uh, yeah, there were a lot of interviews with folks immediately afterwards. So like, yeah, you know, if if people felt something about you know. Todd Howard or the creative director of the game would have to have a bunch of interviews after the Starfield presentation yeah. and after, ask a bunch of questions. After E3, journalists could, like, you know, talk about what they'd read between the lines in all the presentations and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least that was their job. A lot of them didn't, but uh, I That's tried true. to do that. The one you also year just tried I went to, to E3 in person. You also tried to bully uh, John Romero. Uh, you know, it was all in fun. Yeah, I know. Uh, Mr. Q-Man gives five-something dollars, A dollars, not Australian dollars, that would be AUD, who a says, is Yahtzee going to review the new Spunk Goggle Wee Wee? Or has he said everything he needs to say about that genre? Hadn't planned well, to. Is there oh, a new, is that Call of Duty? Is there a new Call of Duty coming out? 
Uh, there is, and it is called Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Okay. Well, again, there's already a Call of, Call of Duty so, Modern Warfare 2. So my thing is, I think it's bad enough if you do it once. But if you're going to do the sequel to the thing, name it something differently. So we had Doom yeah. in 2016, which I did not like. But then the sequel was called Doom Eternal, which there I was like, go. okay. Um, we had God of War. I did not like, but now the sequel is called God of War Ragnarok. And I'm like, okay, you can't just do Call of Duty Modern Warfare and then do Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. You just, those are already video games. Unless you are literally trying to erase history, which let's exactly, face it, they are. Um, honestly, pretty much, yeah. And the demo they shot off just looked, it was, I don't know, it was just a bunch of like Navy SEALs going on a, a boat and there was a bunch of rain. It just, I don't know, looked like a shooter that had a lot of money thrown at it. Well, there you go. Uh, Danny Rivas, welcome to Tip Jar. Welcome, That's Danny. That's all there is to say about that. And Mr. Black Darkness 666 comes back to give two euros and says, Rick and Morty Guy game has Mike and Rich Evans in it. So what's this then? Uh, Rick and Morty Guy game. Uh, he's uh, That's Justin Roiland. He uh, had Squanch games, who did a couple like goof games for, for VR. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but the game they shut off was called High on Life. Um, and it actually looked... Okay. The thing it reminded me of most was um, it looked like a, a Oddworld Stranger's Wrath. Hmm. Did, you, did you ever play that one? No, I know of it. I've seen the, like footage of it. Yeah, and the whole thing with that game was you had living ammo. And so uh, like, the yes. ammo were kind of like creatures you picked up. Uh, the thing with this is it's like a, a, a very colorful, you know, very um, um, R-rated humor sci-fi shooter where each gun is, uh, is sentient and is a different narrator. And so depending on what gun you have equipped, they have a little mouth and they're talking to you and, and well, surveying the situation. And, and wouldn't add much to gameplay, but it sounds like a fun gimmick, I suppose. Yeah, it seems like something that, uh, you know, you could imagine if, if anyone has watched Rick and Morty, that just seems like an easy, uh, you know, through I'll, line right I'll there. I'll tell but, you what it makes me think of. It makes me think of um, after Portal 2, they released like uh, a skin for the spy's sapper device in team fortress 2 that looks okay. like wheatley from portal 2 and they had steven merchant come on and record a whole lot of voice oh, lines for him interesting to say while the, okay while the, like if you were holding this specific skin thing and he yeah could, like, comment on what you were doing in his wheatley steven merchant voice interesting that's pretty neat so that sounds like um, fun that's, i could it I sounds could like fun yeah and its versions of sci-fi planets to me genuinely looked more interesting than Starfield's version of sci-fi planets because the Starfield ones just like looked like oh it kind of looks like a moon uh that kind of thing whereas this these planets looked very strange and extremely um exotic and, and dreamlike so I thought it was neat uh it's coming out in October on uh PC and Xbox Kai Rain gave us five dollars says I will redonate because this must be said hello Marty and Yahtzee you are both looking particularly well groomed here is some money I, that I did, is very sweet of you. I did trim my beard over the weekend. You might have noticed I'm wearing different glasses today. Than Ooh, I did you get new glasses? Wanted. Yes, because while I was trimming my beard, my uh, toddler daughter decided to pick up my glasses and play with them. And then when she put them down, she put them in a spot where I trod on them the instant yep. I was finished trimming my beard. And that's why that I'm now right. wearing new glasses. Uh, are they the same prescription, or did you have like a, one of those upgrades where everything suddenly looks different? I literally just had to go to the optometrist and get them to just make a new one of my prescription gotcha. on file. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Which, credit to them, they got done remarkably fast. Just as well, because I kind of need these things to see. Yeah, for, for everything. That would be that would be pretty rough if you didn't have them. Lowry Ward gives five pounds and says, Tom Francis, gunpoint creator, I know who Tom Francis is, you condescending prick, <laughs> is making a small-scale XCOM-like called Tactical Breach Wizards. Worth buying for the title alone? Well, if, uh, well, maybe if they're literally wizards and they're not just saying they're really people they who are, are really, really good at tactical breaching. They are. It almost looks like uh, it's like a kind of lo-fi uh, uh, XCOM, but the characters are like wizards. They have like wizard hats and stuff. And so you're like breaching a room and well, like, they're firing like off like wizard spells and stuff. Um, I, did, I, did, I didn't know I did. that was Tom Francis. I saw the demo yesterday. I didn't know. I like, uh, I like Gunpoint and I like uh, Heat Signature. I did, yeah, kind, like of, I did kind of enjoy that uh, XCOM game that was focused on breaching, with the like the all the what was it called XCOM? I don't know. It was actually an XCOM game, Chimera Squad. Oh, I remember that one. It was like a little, like a, not an indie one, but like a, a little one. Yeah. yeah, it was sort of based around breaching, and that was kind of interesting. So, Tom Francis interviewed me once back when he was a games journalist. That's right. He was like a PC gamer or something like that. One of those, yeah. or one of those UK outlets. Yeah. Just make sure I haven't misremembered that. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, and he mentioned he'd played one of my um, games about Trilby the Master Thief, and then I noticed Gunpoint had a bit of influence from that game. Not that I'm bitter. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> usually, if you have to say not that I'm bitter, that's that's usually worrisome. Well, I aspire to be, you know, a rock star indie developer as well, as you know. That's true. That's true. But nothing's quite taken off as much as something like Gunpoint did. You're a rock star in our hearts. Uh, Mr. John Ray Asher gives $5 and says, what was that game that is a management game set in the cyberpunk city? Uh, I don't know. I think the game you were talking about was called Nivalis. And it is by the same developers of a game that came out like a year or two ago called Cloudpunk. Oh, that um, game, yeah. Yeah, and so this game is set in a, in a very sort of similar city, uh, but it seems like it, it's like, um, has like city management slash Stardew Valley type things. You almost like run a cafe in this cyberpunk city. Well, um, if they took cloudpunk setting and put some actual fucking gameplay in it, I could probably get behind that. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like you can, uh, it, you know, it has like sort of the the top down management stuff, but also you can explore the city in first person, um, and it looked really cool. Like it was one of those we were joking about it, where I was like, this genuinely looks more interesting than Cyberpunk to me. Like the city, just the the stylus, the stylistic choice looked way more interesting than sort of the the uh, attempt for realism in yeah, Cyberpunk. Uh, Trey Zimmerman gives $5, says, Last of Us Remake kind of reminds me of the Metro 2033 Redux. Side note, did any of the four-player co-op games pique your interest? I'm not really into multiplayer games, as you know. No, sometimes you were forced to play them, though. Like, Back for yeah. Blood? We yeah, yeah. I imagine uh, when Redfall comes along, you probably have to try it out in multiplayer a little bit. Maybe. I wouldn't do it, no. like, in my spare time if I didn't have to. No, no, we'll make sure you do it on the clock. Uh, Redfall's the one I'm interested in, um co-op even though i don't want to play with others the game seems fun uh, uh and also yeah i guess doing doing the last of us again does feel like doing metro again when it was just like what why are we doing this uh josh wrist gives a five canadian dollars and says now i want the indigestion of tim 
Um, I don't know what that is. Is that like the secret of Nim? Oh, that was my first thought. Yeah. Or was it a, a joke about the 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 blank and blank of a first and last name? That kind it's, of it's possible. Yeah. Uh, the dogmatic director has been a member for two months in bonus content, and says not that impressed with Starfield. Kind of leery about Bethesda in general as of late, especially after hearing of Fallout seventy six's troubled development. That was the uh, Irish troubles of troubled development. Fallout seventy six. Irish troubles. <laughs> Uh, one thing about Fallout 76, which is a game I'm not interested in whatsoever, but um, it has uh, made uh, quite a bit of progress, and the people who play it now seem to very much enjoy it. So um, they did not leave the game to hang on the vine and wither, like stuff like Anthem and, and uh, other things of the ilk. So um, I guess... They still want to steal all of your money, though. Everyone wants to steal all your money. Yes, Everyone who makes these the, games just wants your money. But them especially. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Wilson gives five Canadian dollars. Says Xbox seems less interested in having a showcase with huge knockout reveals and instead banking on showing smaller titles that fill out Game Pass or remaking anything, uh, apparently. And yeah, that too. Uh, I mean, like I said, Bradley, like their focus this year was they straight up said all these games are planned for the next year. So, like I mentioned at the top, you can choose to show trailers that get everyone excited. Like, here's Fable that doesn't actually isn't actually in development yet or perfect dark same thing or fucking elder scrolls part six which was shown off in 2018 which has a legitimate chance of not coming out this decade um so you kind of have to, to to weigh like i i personally think the the thing they did this year was smart um We'll see how if the game's turn out to be good or not. It's, the the yeah. ideal E three announcement is where they show you footage of a really good core gameplay loop and then say, "Oh, and this is released now. It's on Steam right now. Get it now, now, now." You know what? Uh, my favorite example of that. Long before either of us were in the industry, Sega did that with the Sega Saturn, but they that, did it with a fucking console. Yeah, that <laughs> he showed off a console and then said it is out now, which did not work at all. Yeah, that ended but up. I, they ended up pissing on their own chips doing that, didn't they? Yeah, as I, recall. But I really, I really like that. Um, yeah, there was a couple of games that they showed up. You know, like we, we get those occasionally, but I don't know in in the world of AAA games. Um, I don't know. That's it's it's kind of nice to want things, just, and I just you know, don't think that's the way things can go. That's the absolute minimum of hype, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Here's a, is the the amount of hype you got was the length of one sentence. It's out now. There you go. Three words of hope. Yeah, yeah no, and that goes with... No like, we five-year waiting about... list for that. Exactly. And we were talking about the indie games before, about how, you know, that's part of the reason something like Unpacking or, or Spirit Fair sticks out so much is because one minute you don't know it exists, and the next minute you you were infatuated with it. Love um, it first sight. Matt Bronzel, welcome to Early Access. No message there. Scavenger gives $5 and says, Nick wants you to discuss Witchfire, but is too cheap to pay for it himself. And he thinks Gloomwood is a Yahtzee game. Well, aren't you teacher's fucking pet, Scavenger? <laughs> uh, we talked about Gloomwood. Did, did yeah. Gloomwood was the, the thief-like. Yes, yeah, uh, sounds wh- like a me game. Uh, Witchfire is the next game, uh, speaking of, by the uh, Polish developers, the Astronauts, who did The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. But prior to doing um, indie walkabouts, uh, they were people can fly, and so they made Bullet Storm and Painkiller, and this feels very much yeah, like that, a modern like Bullet Storm been, or Painkiller. I feel like there's been like nine games that said this is by people can fly, stroke bullets, stroke the Painkiller people, and the end yeah. result has been something horrible. Outriders yeah. springs to mind. Oh no, we don't want to talk about that. 
that's by actual people can fly. This was by the former leads of people can fly. Right, the actual individuals who made the games we liked, not just like that Callisto Protocol thing. Yeah, like this is by the folks who actually made Dead Space. See, this is my, um, this was the point I was making in my last extra punctuation about Silent Hill. People should follow creators rather than franchises or like development teams because this is what happens. That's true. And like, didn't were you the one who said all the which I didn't know the all the original four Silent Hills all had different creative directors? Well, you know, people have you know called me out on that statement. They have they oh. had like some individuals in common, but it was like mm. a big old mix up from team to team. Yeah, Japanese games also aren't as um, forward-facing with those kinds of roles, or at least they don't seem to um, take a single person and kind of make them the face of something, unless it's like a Kojima thing. Well, they do sometimes. Um, yeah, like I mean, I think like Kojima and and, and Miyamoto and uh, you know folks like Koizumi. Uh, yeah, a lot of games. Jinji Mikami. Suda. Like yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, Nomura. Okay, I, I guess not only am I wrong, I think I just might be 100% wrong there. Maybe I'm just literally thinking of the Silent Hill directors weren't really uh, forward-facing. Yeah, but there was never really like a name attached to Silent Hill. Yeah, Shinji Mikami. I think literally, maybe I might be wrong top to bottom. Yeah. Miyazaki? All right. Well, retract the statement. I was wrong. Yeah, Silent Hill's sort of the exception. Yeah, Itagaki. Jesus, I might be incredibly wrong. Sweary? Yeah. Mick Plays gives five New Zealand dollars, says in regards to RE4 make, with it being the third remake in four years makes it feel a lot less special, whereas RE2 make felt like an event. Well, this was the point I was making in the last extra punctuation. They're just, you know, turning the same wheel and expecting the same result over and over again. I think this game is going to sell gangbusters, and I think this thing is going to be critically beloved, personally. Race Carlock gives Race Carlock gives five dollars. Says Yaz, are you going to do a rundown stroke roast of this generation of consoles like you did the previous ones, or would that just bore you in the present? Nah, I can't be bothered. I prefer to focus on individual games these days. When the whole console war thing is bullshit anyway, we should focus on the individual games. Consoles are just the thing you play it on. It's like having a war between the walls you project films onto. Uh, I a thousand percent, or like the brand of movie theaters, like the, yeah, the yeah. like I am an AMC man. I would never go to Regal. Uh, one very funny thing though is uh, uh, people collating the tweets of Persona fans who are losing their goddamn mind that it's no longer a PlayStation exclusive, and it is very funny. Is anyone? They're not. They're not happy. Is anyone seriously unhappy about that? It is very. It is very funny to see those tweets. They're not. They are not thrilled. Any non weirdos unhappy about? Uh, no, it is all weirdos. It is one hundred percent weirdos. Top to bottom. Dimitri gives five Canadian dollars. Says aside from my foamy mouth, vitriol of AAA and eighty plus percent of projects shown were from pre existing IPs. I'm at least happy about Metal Hellsinger. Yeah, I played a demo of that. That's uh, yeah. basically Doom Eternal meets B- meets BPM bullets per minute. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell, I was so bad at the demo. I was I was unfathomably bad at it. It didn't quite give me the same, you know, this is really awesome feel that BPM did. I'm not sure what that is. It might just have been the choice of music. I'm not really into uh, metal, but I love the music in BPM. I I. It's really driving, you know, you know, heavy rock, but without quite being heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. I know Nick really liked the demo. And uh, it seems like Twitter uh, 
as a whole really enjoys the, the demo. So that's good. Not for us. Da, 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 da. Clarence Logan gives $10 and says, how's Starstruck coming along? Also, have you played Card Shark? If not, I think you would have some interesting things to say about it. No, I haven't played Card Shark. Starstruck Vagabond is coming along. Well, there you go. Uh, in fact, I've been meaning to move forward on getting some character art done. Nice. Because I think, like, the dialogue scenes, I think they need, like, those big visual novel portraits over the text boxes to really sell the personalities mm. a bit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still working on, like, the main story campaign, but, you know, progress is uh, continuous. I think I'm in the last stage of the main story campaign that happens in the fourth quadrant of the galaxy. Well, that's exciting. Sure. Do, you have a thousand, do you have a thousand planets like Starfield? I have 200 planets. That's that's all algorithmically <laughs> generated, and I'm not pretending they don't all seem very samey after a while. <laughs> Jason Foley gives 10 euros, says, I don't get why The Last of Us is getting remade. Remaking old games makes sense because of their graphically and gameplay limitations, but The Last of Us isn't even 10 years old. Is it an apology for Last of Us 2? I mean, I don't think Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog and Sony are, need to apologize for The Last Probably. of Us 2. They're just counting their money, and I think they're happy with the game. What is the current zeitgeist opinion of Last of Us 2? Because obviously when it came out, everyone was all over it. It won awards uh, galore. But I feel well, like... it was also in half, and then the other people thought it was a betrayal of yeah. storytelling. And it's just but, like The Last yeah. Jedi to me. Because I feel like these days when people bring it up, it's always negatively. Um, I think it's just the people who didn't like it are the ones who keep bringing it up. And the people who did like it just, just sort of moved on to something else. On. It was, I guess so it was kind of forgettable for them. Therefore, yeah, it my thing a is a bad game. Ha <laughs> I win. <laughs> I, think I, really, I really like it. I don't think it did a whole lot new. I thought it was a well-written and told story that I was engaged with. I had had zero ambition to go back and replay it in the so last two years. Straight on. Um, just moved straight through your headspace like Prey did. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it hasn't it hasn't stuck around in the same way that uh, you know, something like uh Breath of the Wild or Outer Wilds or um even Death Stranding. So, how good was it ultimately? Um, Blue McNeil, member for 2 months, tip jar, no message. Thank you, Blue. And Shin Megami Tensei enjoyer, member for 11 months in bonus content. Who says, just to clarify, I'm very happy Persona no longer PS exclusive, but I will be disappointed if P3P just a port without any new things, cutscenes, etc. I uh, think it's I, just going to be a port. Shin Megami it will 100% just be a port. Uh, I would love them to, to create a definitive edition of P3P, uh, but uh, they will not. Because Sega and Atlas want to do the bare minimum. Well, they... But it seems like October, October is going to be when uh, Persona 6 gets announced. And supposedly, we keep here. We keep people keep saying that. Oh, this time they're going to announce Persona Six. Uh, supposedly, the core color is green. Heard it here first. Add it to the pile, so, I guess. Persona Persona Three's color was blue. Yeah, Persona Four's color is golden. Gold. Persona Five, was, Five red. was red. Green. Think about green. So we're going. Think to about things hard. that are green. Money. Envy. Turtles. Boom. Uh, the flag of Liberia. What country's I think? Sure. 
Maybe it takes place in Liberia. Who knows? There's a country. Probably probably takes place. There's a country whose flag is just flat green, just just nothing but green, just just unadorned green. And I was that like if you like uh, if you got into like Google or uh, Twitter early enough, and your your handle was just a, your first name. So if I was able to get like at Marty being on the ground floor or something, like the country was on the ground floor of flags, and so they were just like, well, shit, we're just doing green. Oh, it's Libya. It's the flag of Libya. It's it's literally just green. A lot of guesses said Greenland, which I I appreciate the guess. No. The thing about Greenland is that nothing about it is green. This is the joke everyone makes. It's that is covered true. in ice, and the flag yeah, is whereas, green. Whereas Iceland is uh, very green. Yeah, just ask Nick. He's fallen in love with Iceland. Can't wait to get yeah. back. Apparently. Although that's just because he's an American and went outside America once and discovered that other countries are not quite so shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dimitri gives Canadian dollars to... See, I'm mixing it up there. Let's say, here's another SC for that drive-by of The Last of Us 2. Lol. Super chat. I think he's, that's what SC stands for. Yeah, drive-by was a drive-by shooting. Yes. Which is what you did. Yes. And the Shin Megami Tensei Enjoyer comes back to give two euros and say, that's why one of my Gmail accounts is F Atlas. Oh, that's you're a Shin Megami Tensei Enjoyer. Why are you, why is one of them F Atlas? It's only the enjoyers that have the harshest opinions on things. You have to love something in order to truly hate it. There you go. Um, I'm assuming uh, YouTube uh, is still down in terms of the past. Yeah. I don't know what's going Good. on. Like, see, I've gone okay. to my like my personal YouTube channel, and yeah. I can go to all the content menus and stuff. And I switch back to the Escapist. Weird. Oh, hang on. Oh. Oh no, monetization still won't come up. Ah, bugger. So you know, we'll have to like hope the menu, the monetization menu, comes back at some point, so we can look at all the super chats we missed. But yeah, until then, yeah, we we apologize. We'll 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 make sure we try to get you guys next time. Well, we don't need to apologize. It's YouTube's fault. You, I blame oh, Nick. Yes. Go and send some emails to YouTube and ask them to apologize. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Black Darkness 666 comes in with $2, two euros, and says, Scorn! Talk about Scorn, for God's sakes! Uh, Scorn is uh, it's a long in development, um, spooky shooter set in like an HR Giger world. Oh, yeah. It looks very yeah. slippery and gross, and like you pull your gun out of your stomach. Um, a lot of flesh, a lot of demons. What fun! Um, yeah, it looks it looks uh, very not, wet. Not one to be played while eating your lunch, I think. No, no, no. Your gun has like an umbilical cord attached to you. Uh, it seems very nice. Oh, lovely. Reminds me of Existence. Yeah, yeah see Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah. Where they made the gun out of the, the bones and stuff, and they were plugging stuff in. That was great. Shake Subra gives two dollars and says, "How do you guys like Pal World Pokemon with guns?" Yeah, this game is its trailers have uh, sort of blown up because it's the trailers make it seem like it is a, a, a knockoff Pokemon clone, and then they start showing how you collect the Pokemon and then put them to work in factories. And I'm like, hmm, this is weird. Like using your Pokemon as child labor, and then the Pokemon pull out guns and it turns into a third person shooter. I don't know what what this game is. This game seems very strange. It seems like uh, the person making it um, is angry. That sounds wacky. Well, anyway, that'll be it then. 
Mm-hmm. For now, thanks for listening, Strig watching Slightly Something Else, where we were talking about all the new stuff that got announced in this naughty three week. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I was Hatsy Koshal. I was joined by Marty Sliver. Thank you uh, so much for having me. So I've got zero punctuation on Wednesday as usual, which will be mm-hmm. on the subject of The Quarry. Ooh. And someone to be announced will be joining me for the PodCP stream on Wednesday afternoon. And I've got an extra punctuation dropping on YouTube. Might want to tune into that one if you like anime. That's all that, I'm going to say. Hear that, weebs? Uh, what weebs else is coming up this week? Uh, if you are an early access member, you can watch Adventures Nigh episode four. If you are not, you will be able to watch Adventures Nigh episode four this upcoming weekend. Um, we are back to our normal streaming schedule all week. Uh, so it includes all of our normal streams. Um, um, the Lord of the Rings stuff on Thursday, Metal Gear. Uh, hidden gems, all that jazz, uh, as well as we're going to try. We're going to put together a couple streams where we play a bunch of the uh, a bunch of demos came out from E3, um, especially like on Steam. You can go now, uh, Steam Next Fest. Uh, a lot of the cool indie games have demos. A lot of the games we talked about have demos, so you can check those out. Hmm. Um, yeah, just a lot of good stuff. Uh, Thursday we should have a new quest log from Amy going up for members. There should be a new anatomy for members. Uh, Darren just has a new in the frame on Obi-Wan Kenobi that everyone's angry at. So go watch that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so go do that. Yeah. And you can uh, follow me on Twitch at McBiggity. I've been streaming earthbound lately. Ooh. I'm almost done with earthbound. I'm in Stonehenge right now. That's a, that's a long ass game. I think there's it is a long ass game. There's quite a bit more even after Stonehenge. I think there is, I think I have, I think I have like a nice four or five hours left, but I've, I have six of the eight soundstones, So I'm doing, I'm doing good. Yeah, I mean, even if you get the eighth soundstone, there's a whole bunch. Of you still have to have an existential crisis and, and yeah, run ar- yeah. run around your nightmare. Yeah, yeah. In pajamas in the Western version, completely naked in the Japanese version. I don't know why they didn't keep that. What? Like you can't see anything. That's a little pixel character. It's not like they like picks like have his like old his old dingle hanging out. Jap- Japan's always been a little bit weirder about child nudity than the West. I guess that's true. Maybe, or the maybe. West has always been weird about child nudity. The, the Japanese have not been. Hey, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Okay, uh, before I go, here's Toffee with his nose stuck right up his butt. Ah, that's classic Toffee. And that's your Toffee time for this week. Incredible. I don't want to disturb him. He seems like he's uh, making some real progress there. <laughs> Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.